0: Welcome, everybody, to the 15 Years Later podcast. I am Mike Wilden, here with Tim Larson, as always. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be a fun one. I really had a lot of fun writing this one, so uh, let's get into it. How are you doing, Tim?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. We just uh, released this uh, blog, Blog 3, uh, today, and so we're recording this on, on that Wednesday so that we have time to put it together and get it out the next week. And I'm looking forward to hearing what people have to say about this. We're, we're getting away from the introduction and, and starting to get into some of the background stuff. And we have a lot to say. I mean, we have 23 blogs to say. And so um, we're really starting to depart from the hello, how are you? And uh, let's go. Let's talk about it. Let's have some fun. Let's go to Hawaii.
0: Let's, let's bring people in on that day like we said we would with all the stories
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: real quick little shout out uh to mrs larson uh nikki for the oh. for the logo the 15 years later logo which i think looks fantastic yeah and she's really i, I think brought honestly i thought brought kind of everything together for what we were doing we really like, put the finishing touch so we could actually get rolling on this whole thing yeah brings I'm... out the feel of it too
1: agreed really proud of it um she went and looked at like the national league logo and the american league logo and the cubs and somebody else and some softball stuff and she just ran with it and just showed it to me and i i know that i sent it to you right away and i was like mike what do you think of this and (laughs) i remember your reaction was like well yeah let's put that on the website right now yeah
0: right it was it was phenomenal so Thank you, Nikki, because this yeah. the I, I absolutely love our logo. Really happy to have that out there, and if you guys wondered where we got it, it's
1: because my wife is fantastic.
0: Uh real quick reminder, you guys can read the blog at 15-years-later.com. That's 15-years-later dot com. Numerical one five and hyphens.
1: I we gotta tell this story at this point. Um why the dashes? It's 15 years later.com. And we keep saying it and we keep sending people there. Why, why on earth do we have dashes in between 15 and years and later? And it, anybody who's gotten the it, website. I am
0: putting it, a lot of effort.
1: Yes, we want to make sure numerical 15 and dashes. We, we got to make sure that we're clear. What we wanted was just a nice, crisp, easy 15 years later.com. And when I made the, the WordPress website uh, that everybody goes to to read this blog, I tried to get 15yearslater.com, and I was told it was already taken. And so I was in, in the mode of let's get this thing taken care of. So the website made suggestions, and the one that I thought made the most sense was 15-years-later.com. And so I just clicked on it and said, um, good enough. And I, Mike, I sent you... A link to it and i said hey check it out i did a little initial stuff this is where we'll start
0: and then so when you sent that to me then yeah when you when you sent that to me uh i looked at it and i didn't say anything to you usually no you did not i i yeah i didn't say anything to you but uh, i did think to myself why, why are we making it so kind of 15 years later? Why didn't we just do 15 you know, But I didn't look into it anymore. I just kind of went, all right, well, whatever. That's what it is. I figured maybe, 15, maybe it was taken, but I didn't put much more thought. I just kind of questioned it and then moved on. Well, then, I don't know, a week or two before we started actually publishing this blog, just kind of for kicks, I was looking around at domain names and I... So, you know, I looked at 15yearslater.com, saw it was taken. So I went to the actual 15yearslater.com and it was a wedding website for a couple that has not been married yet. (laughs) And I kind of thought that was pretty funny. I brought that up to Larson and said, yeah, mate, do you think it would be rude if we asked to buy their domain from their wedding website and make them change (laughs) around all their plans so that we can have our blog thing? Right. (laughs) Um, obviously just joking around, but then, uh, I'll, I'll let you take it from there because then the day that we, the day we actually hit, uh, hit publish on that first article, uh, well, what happened?
1: (laughs) Well, I didn't, I didn't really want to talk about it on the podcast without maybe just checking to see, you know, who they were. So I went to that website after you told me that and I... (laughs) I, there's a contact thing at the bottom so I emailed them at 15 yearslatercom and I said hey congrats on your wedding funny story we also wanted to call something 15 years later and you stole the title before we could and I think I even led with like you know and shame on you uh for being selfish uh and i and I that's I figured we would find out if they enjoy sarcasm uh, and it turns out they do uh, the wedding couple, uh, they said they were perfectly comfortable with us talking about this on the podcast just in case anybody would go to their website. We didn't want to send any undue traffic to their wedding website and make them uncomfortable. Um, but yeah.
0: Please don't like go and yeah, be weird on right. their website, guys. Yeah, the, right, way, right. That's... Absolutely.
1: And uh, um, she was really sweet about it and, and kind of funny. And then she told us a bit of their background story. And some coincidence stuff happened there. Um, their initial, when they initially started dating, was in high school, and now they're getting married 15 years later. Um, oh, look at that. Yep. Yeah, um, but their initial thing was they were, they were theater kids, and they were in some kind of play where they were doing the Monster Mash. That's a big song for the, the beginning of their relationship. I think, if I remember, they were, they were teaching other kids how to do a dance and whatnot. Well, we had just, my band had just played a show in October where I had, I had worn a Frankenstein mask while we played Monster Mash on stage because it was Halloween and we did a whole bunch of things, wore a wig and played some Motley Crue and and and, and all this stuff. But I told her that we just did that. And so I said, please, sometime in your reception, have a bunch of Monster you know, headgear and, and have some kind of monstered out part in your reception. And well, she did say that she'd think about it. So, so there's that.
0: Um, well, but the they... other thing I wanted to point out from reading that email she sent back to you was she definitely read the blog because in her <laughs> response, she called herself a short story, long kind of guy, She did. which you did not put in your email to her. That was That's right. just what I had said in that first uh, yeah. in blog one and uh so that was kind of cool too.
1: Yeah. Best of luck to them as they get married this summer.
0: Um yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Uh but one more reminder, you can read our blog at 15-years-later dot com.
1: <laughs> God bless us everyone. Um, all right, are you ready to move on to uh blog three here on the plane to Hawaii? No, let's do it. All right. Um, so I, I've got some questions for you. In the first place, I'd like to address something that I'm embarrassed about. Um, well, and this is kind of funny. You, you start out by saying, all right, the cat's out of the bag or however you say it. Um, Larson and I are writing this blog together, um, which is funny because we, we wrote these, these episodes like two, three years ago. Um, and we envisioned blogs
0: coming out. Without podcast, yeah, I cast. think we—I probably wrote this one almost exactly <laughs> two years ago. Now that you say it, yeah. Right, and so there's no secret.
1: I mean, we've put this website out that says Tim Larson and Mike Wilden writing a blog together. But in the third, uh, the third blog, you're like, "Hey guys, secrets out. We're actually writing it together." Um, I don't think anybody was fooled, is what I'm saying. I think we uh, we let that well, out. yeah,
0: true. But then again, I I think. I mean, we got a lot of really good reactions. We got a lot of good reactions for both of them. I don't know if everybody knew you were writing, too. Because a lot of people were asking, like, is he writing it, too? Is it just you? Like, when we first published. Oh, after the first one. We told some people. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, after the second one, they figured it out. And that's kind of why I introduced it that way. Like, all right, you figured it out. Right, right, right.
1: It's a little... I'm just saying it's a little less of a big reveal than we envisioned uh, earlier on. Um, But here's... Where I'm gonna, um, I, I have to admit something that I'm embarrassed about. in the, In the beginning of this, you say it's like Breaking Bad, but without the methamphetamine and international gang violence. I believe is that the, is that the line?
0: I, I was I was kind of proud of that one. Yeah, love the line.
1: Um, you have no idea how little I've watched Breaking Bad in my life. Um, I've just agreed with you. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm embarrassed about it. Um, uh, Nikki and I watched a couple of episodes and got hooked on it, but we were out of town. We were overseas, and we were we were just loving going on the beach and checking out the wineries and the shops and the you know the scenery. But when we get back late at night, we were just you know the the TV wasn't it's in Spanish. We were in Spain, and we were like, okay, well, I'm not going to watch that, and so we would just have, like, a glass of wine, and then go on, use the internet, and we started watching Breaking Bad, so we watched, I don't want to give a spoiler alert to anybody else who hasn't watched it, we made it until the tub fell through the floors, so...
0: That's still pretty early on, but yeah.
1: That's maybe three or four episodes in, and I've never seen an episode since, so I've I've been holding this back from telling you this, but you—you you made a suggestion about what our whole relationship is like here in this thing, and um, I, I'm a little lacking, and uh, it's, I'm embarrassed.
0: There's no reason for you to have brought any of that up publicly. I could have just no. made fun of you for that in private instead of the way I usually yep. do it, which is on this podcast. But yep. I mean, I'm, I'm a little—I'm a little ashamed of you.
1: Well. It's, it's a confession day it's just a confession day and uh, I wanted so, to get that out there um yeah. okay so let's get past that and we get on a plane we're on the way to Hawaii and the reason we're on the way to Hawaii in this episode is because you have uh, got into the health industry and so as as a traveling echo tech this is you wrote this a couple years ago you're on the way to Hawaii my question right now is, wh- where are you now?
0: Uh, Wisconsin, You're I, in Wisconsin. So right now, I'm. I uh, my priority has kind of shifted. For the first couple of years, I was trying to go to all these different places I wanted to go and spend time at. Yeah, you know, Boston, Arizona, you know that kind of thing. But and Hawaii, of course. But now I just. I don't know. I had a lot of adventures on my own and it was great, but I'm just, you know, I, I'm kind of ready to be home a little more and see friends a little more and just be yeah. with my family a little more. Um, so I just, I'm trying to keep my radius so instead of nationally, I've reduced it to just within a couple of hours. So there's going to be a lot of Wisconsin, Indiana, Iowa, uh, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, Um. it's I, as we worked on this blog together, I mean, we did meet at Buffalo Wild Wings quite a few times to just kind of catch up and see where we were. But, you know, just as we used this podcast to be a this is how the work happened kind of thing. Most of it was through email. Like you were emailing from all over the place. You were sending me blogs and yeah. entries or, or the initial uh, first drafts. And I would send them back to you. And I was just, you know... Boring teacher guy sitting in my living room, and you're all over the country uh, enjoying life and um, fitting in entries as as this is going on. Been kind of a fun well, journey, but, really.
0: Yeah, the the fun part of that too is I didn't really even know where I was going because I wrote this on the you know again right at the yeah. beginning of the Hawaii contract, and the only other place I'd been before that was Green Bay, Wisconsin, which. You know, I wrote about two, but since then I've been to several other locations. Again, I, I was in Arizona. I was in Boston a couple of times. Absolutely loved Boston. Yeah. But I and that's, that. I, I was in Boston when I joined your movie group, which you had told me about several times before when we'd, you know, meet about blog stuff, yeah. but I just kind of, you know, Oh yeah, that sounded cool. And then you'd one day, Hey, do you want to join, you want to join our movie group? And I just kind of went, yeah, yeah, why not? And it's been great. But yeah, it's it the the whole idea is hey, I'm on this adventure I don't know where I'm going, but clearly I have a lot of adventures ahead of me and it's kind of funny, you know, reading that back now because now I've been on those adventures. <laughs> right. And it's oh yeah, that right. was pretty cool. That was that right. was everything I thought it would be, and then a lot of other things too. Just yeah.
1: So now I have a question would you have considered traveling overseas for a short amount of time to do this or was that even an option for you
0: uh i don't know if it was necessarily an option just based on the industry you know hawaii was kind of my overseas thing i know there are a couple of countries I could maybe have done this in but for the most part like a lot of countries in europe the doctors will just do the echoes yeah. So there's not really a need for you don't need you know, okay. tech like myself. Well, in the healthcare, it um, was probably
1: different in other countries.
0: Maybe it'd be harder to even pull off, right? Yeah. I well. I suppose. I mean, it's going to be more difficult in a new situation, regardless, as far as adapting and everything. But that was kind of the fun of it was just getting better at adapting, and you know, every new yeah. place I went, I got better and better. It just all right. This is what I need in a place to live. This is. You know, this is what I need in the hospital contract. This is the kind of area I'm looking for. And then when I get there, getting used to the work environment, getting used to the town, I I got pretty good at adapting to stuff, you know. And I think probably the next step of that would have been, all right, let's go to another country. That's in the back of my mind, sure. But again instead of getting the itch to go further, I kind of got the itch to come home and be a little closer to home. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that says a good thing about your home life then. Right. Um,
0: I suppose. So I know. I, I kind of, I mean, I, the other nice thing is it kind of, it does give me the confidence that, Hey, uh, if I want to go and travel for leisure in another country, like, okay, now that's the next step as far as travel adventures go. And maybe it's not necessarily for work, but I have that option and I'm, I'm really, really thinking about it. So,
1: yeah, that's great. I, my wife and I went to Australia somewhere around our 10th year anniversary. And while we were there, we promised ourselves that we would look into teaching in Australia. Like, Hey, if we really love this, I mean, we have a dog, but why not just, you know, go for it and just take a job on the other side of the planet and see what happens and Um, what happened was we basically enjoyed being tourists so much and doing stuff. We never even got close to a school or a school district or calling somebody or looking anybody up. And, um, you you know, you get, you get halfway into your career
0: and you just, that's just not something you think about anymore. It's do it while you're young. It's funny you say that about Australia, because the thing that actually got me on the travel bug in the first place, or... Hooked on the whole travel thing. I think another big reason I'm here that I didn't really write about was a, a little over a decade ago. I went out on a little trip out west. It wasn't Australia or anything, but it was the first time I had ever traveled by myself, paid for, booked, and planned the whole thing myself, just for a month. I one night I was sitting, just I was working at the meat market there, and just kind of not really doing much. And I just looked up. I wonder how much would be, how much a flight to like Portland would be or Phoenix. And when I looked it up, there was a pretty, there was a deal going on. I went, oh, that's actually not bad. Even with the little, the little I was making, I, I think I could, I could afford that. Well, where would I stay? And so I was looking up hotels, and that's how I learned how what hostels are. Oh yeah. That's also when I learned that the movie Hostel is about the the place that you stay, and not of the misspelling of the word hostile. <laughs> that's good to learn yeah so there's my embarrassing thing for the con- the confession <laughs> now aren't
1: those just let me ask a follow-up question aren't so, those uh, aren't the hostels those are places you can stay until like you're 25 isn't that kind of the rule on that or am i thinking of the wrong thing
0: it's not really a rule because a lot of people were definitely older than that okay but it's more so it's it's the trend it's i think if you're staying in a hostel and you're too old it's maybe a little weird but it just kind of depends i guess okay but the the rule of hostels is you can't really stay in the same one for an extended period of time it's like seven days max but it's the whole idea it's kind of like a dorm room in a way it's just a bunch of bunk beds and it's just a cheap way to a cheap way to stay and so anyway anyway uh booked a bunch of hostels and i kind of well I, I before i actually booked anything i was just in my head was trying to form the idea of okay well what if i flew out here and then i stayed on this day just for example this day and then i stayed through the you know this date and stayed here and did these things and i got all that figured out and within a couple hours i had sort of just fantasy booked this month-long trip <laughs> and i looked at it and went Hey, I'm doing this. This was doable. This is great. So I went into work the next day and credit to them because I I went in and said, Hey, the whole month of April, I'm going to be gone. Here's where I'm, here's what I'm doing. And they listened to it and went, great. See you when you get back. So I went to Phoenix for a week. I was in Portland, Oregon for two weeks. And then I was in Seattle for a week, uh, all on my own, except the first week I saw some family out there in Arizona, but uh but yeah that's just you as
1: that's you as a young man going fuck it i'm just going i'm gonna i'm gonna go
0: on my own i'm gonna go check life out out here yeah and being able to do that uh i mean that's honestly when i look back at it that's kind of really the whole start of all of this being able to travel like i do now i i don't think that really happens without just kind of taking that risk and you know, I'm, I'm seeing more and more positive effects in my life a decade down the road that I never could have ever even imagined while I was on this trip. I was just going to go and just see some places. But the reason, the reason I was reminded of that was because I was actually considering moving out to Portland. I thought, well, you know, if I find something out there, maybe I'll check it out. And so when I got back, I did apply to a few jobs in Portland.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I have another story here, actually. So one of them was just to a bank. I applied as a bank teller. And they saw my, like, I sent them my resume and everything, and they saw that I lived in Illinois still. So they called and said, hey, we'd like to interview you. We're guessing you can't come in for an interview tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, well, it'll be I have to get a pretty early flight. So <laughs> right. so they, they had a conference call interview with me over the phone, okay. which when they started they're like we've never done this before so they went out <laughs> of their way to do a phone interview with me which I, I i'm like that they must really want me. i don't know what was in my That's resume groundbreaking stuff think i was so yeah. like wow so do that interview goes pretty well so i started asking them hey you know is this full-time and they said no well it, it's part-time i'm like oh i'm really gonna need full-time because i'm i'm moving out there right I'm yeah. taking that risk. Taking a big
1: risk. So they're here. like, oh, yeah, sure. well, let's
0: look into it. And in the meantime, as the as they're looking into that, I get a, I get an email from some other lady that says, hey, we'd like you to do this video interview. And I'm thinking, I just did an interview. Why do I want to do th-? And this is when video interviews were just starting to come out. Like, that was okay. like just a brand new thing. So nobody was really used to it. Like, well, I wasn't really used to it. And so I did this thing, and it, it was just a disaster. And, of course, it tells you right at the beginning. It's like, not only will this go to this branch, but this will go to all branches of this oh. bank throughout the country. Oh. I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: You're not just meeting Sally I, and talking to Sally. You're talking to every
0: bank in the entire industry across right. the country. So. For the, i'm I'm all nervous but I'm trying to pull it off and it has a thing where you there was no redo you just you'd hit record and then give your answer and then you'd hit stop and that's what it was oh, oh, oh that's awful. So, that's awful so I was trying to be like all right I want this to like be as clean of a cut as possible so I started it, and I had my hand kind of hovering over the button and I accidentally clicked <laughs> stop too early so what they got was During my time at the meat market I worked at, I think the the experience I got, that's it. That's the recording. I'm like, well, all right, first question done. Yeah. And then the second one, I was doing the same thing, but I was trying not to hover too much. But I gave my answer, and I really stumbled through it and struggled, as I'm known to do sometimes when I'm talking. And I just, oh, man, I really just messed the answer up. And at the end of it, I, I hit stop, and I was just like, oh, fuck, I hate this this sucks so much (laughs) and then i looked up still recording oh no oh that's something yeah all this it just it was just a disaster anyway uh yeah i was considering moving out to a place that i traveled to too so that was Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's that's what that reminded me of and it just it that was really i think the genesis of what i'm doing now so Oh, that's funny. Life's adventures that get you from
1: one place to the other uh, are very unpredictable, right? And sometimes quite comical. uh, Quite comical. Um, That just reminds me that the next blog episode, the next blog four uh, is mine, is when I start talking about how I got into uh, what I do for a profession and uh, some of the Some of the things that got me from when I was a young man at 18 and 19 that got me to here are probably equally odd. You know, they don't, it's not a linear thing. There's this happened and then it took me over here and then it took
0: me way the hell over here and it
1: took me over here. And then
0: that's, that's how I got to where I am. It's so fun to see those connections though, too. Cause I mean, I, in, I stayed in two different hostels when I was in Portland and the second one. I stayed in. I got there and there was just this this guy from England just chilling playing a guitar and I got to talking to him and he was he was hilarious. He was there to do some music open mics. I did a few comedy open mics while I was out there just to try and, you know, get out there and try some new places. That's great. And like he came to one of my shows. I went to one of his shows. We ended up hanging out for like most of the week and stayed in touch for years. Like we'd oh, have that's a Zoom cool. meeting Or not a Zoom meeting, but like a Skype thing and catch up for a few hours, you know, once a year or so. And so this trip I took out, you know, 12 years ago, not only did it bring me where it is, you know, with my career, but also uh, I got to go to England for spring break my last year of uh, my last year of Echo School. Because he and his now wife said, hey, come out and visit us uh in yes. england when would be a good time and i said this would be a good time so i just you know all i <laughs> yeah. had to do is pay for the flight out there and whatever souvenirs or whatever but uh it's, it was great like i got the one time i've really been overseas since you mentioned it earlier uh was to england and it was all because i went the other direction out west it's just it's, know, it's crazy to look back I absolutely you know, win, yeah. the whole hindsight is twenty twenty thing but it's so much fun to kind of connect those dots
1: yeah, this this the sum of our parts is very interesting, and uh, the the parts are important. Is what we find out as we get older. Uh, I'm speaking like I'm wise because I'm so much older than you. Uh, so I hope uh, you enjoy the wisdom there. Going back, yeah. So going back to the blog here, um, one thing that's we we should talk about a little bit, as far as how we constructed this, is. This blog episode, number three, on a plane trip to Hawaii, on a plane to Hawaii is the name of it, I think. Yes. This wasn't the third one you wrote. Um, the third one you wrote was titled Origin Story, and we're going to get a version of that a bit down the road. I, I believe it's number 11, and we'll just leave that out there for people to
0: stew on. Uh, the reason that we... I probably won't even call it Origin Story by the time we get there.
1: Okay okay um so that's even more for people to think about they won't even see it coming um the reason this happened is as we started writing all these a, a, a bigger we've talked about this before threads and arcs sort of showed up as life happened while we were writing them and we had a storyboard day and that's what we called it is like when we see behind the scenes things for producers making movies they've got these big giant storyboards up and they're looking at how the story's going to go. And that was the first time you came over to my house. Uh, I said, you should come over and we should just uh, have a day where, you know, we'll just, we'll have dinner. Uh, Nikki will take the dog upstairs. We'll put all of our work out on the walls and the floors and we'll just pick what order they should go. I guess my question is now that it's out there and we know the order how do you feel about going from blog one and blog two to being on a plane to Hawaii landing where we are right now? Do you feel, do you still feel like we did that day that this is the nice, a nice smooth way to get into the story?
0: Yeah, I feel way better than when, what, with what we originally had. So the, the whole origin story, that's not probably going to be named origin story or maybe it will, who knows that entry being where it was was what caught us in that intro loop. That we yeah, we got about, ma- we got in trouble with that. Yep, and yeah, we just we couldn't get out of that. Um, and the the this one seemed like a good fast way out. All right, we did my intro, we did your intro. Hey everybody, we've been introducing this for a couple of episodes. That's great. Now let's tell the story. Yeah. I think we both had that in mind when we put it in the order that we did. This one also seemed like. I feel like when we were ordering the episodes, we had a few that we moved around kind of a lot. And I felt like this one we agreed on pretty quickly. Like, I yep, so. this, this goes here.
1: In this blog episode, you mention um, that, you know, the, the healthcare industry and, and this. But what we found out in the last podcast episode is just how wrong I was about which social media thing I commented on, and we don't need to rehash that, for God's sake. But the thing we did uh, communicate on was that you were saying goodbye to tutoring. And you mentioned it in this blog that you loved Echo, but you really loved the tutoring gig. And yeah. I, I don't know that you really elaborate too much in the actual blog about some of the tutoring things that happened. So... Give us a little bit of what you really enjoyed about the tutoring gig. Like, what what about that just kind of filled you up and, and made you happy, and or or what were some
0: characteristics of some of the people you worked with, or what'd you love about it? So, a couple of things. One, personally for me, it was kind of my safe zone. I this isn't really answering why I enjoyed it so much, but because I enjoyed it so much whenever you know i'd go once a week to go and do this tutoring thing and it did not matter what was going on in life at any point whether it was work or personal or family or anything Uh when i got into that that little room where they were scanning and i started you know interacting with the students and helping them scan and you know helping them learn things i was just in my zone okay and whatever else was going on just had very little consequence because i was just i was there i could be at work at the hospital and still you know still focused on doing a very good job because i take a lot of pride in what i do you know sure. or as far as, at least in doing it well but my mind could still be elsewhere you know while i was doing that at least at a lot of different points in time but whenever i was in that lab Uh, Helping those students. It just it was always just my zone I was that's where I just felt like I was at my best like I was I was where I needed to be kind of thing.
1: So you were present you were 100% in the moment
0: while you were in that room Helping those younger people like that was just uh... Well, I mean they uh, younger. I mean some of them were older than I was, you know I I always (laughs) jokingly called them my kids. Okay, and like there was there was one lady that was in her early 40s and I would always call her kid and she always appreciated that (laughs) that's great but um, I think part of it was just the fact that I knew like I enjoyed this very very specific profession so much and I was just very eager to pass on my knowledge Mm. and kind of pass on my experience the best I could because I had a lot of people who helped me along that way uh, i had somebody else who was a pretty a very very good tutor i had great instructors i had great people that helped me when i was in my clinicals and when i was just a newer tech all these people that helped me out so much and i wanted to be that for someone that's great you know just to kind of have to play that role for somebody else to kind of kind of pay it forward and i think selfishly just to kind of know what it was you know what it felt like to be on the actual helping end of that but it was kind of a pay it forward type thing and so you get you get a lot of fulfillment from that and just the you know helping them along the way with something that now you're not not only are you passionate about but you can tell a lot of them are very passionate about it too and the ones that were very passionate about it even more so than i was those are some of my favorite students because i i could just okay yeah you're you're ahead of the game here yeah um but i just really enjoyed i absolutely loved it whenever i would see somebody just get it like if there was a concept somebody was struggling with whether it was a certain technique to get an image or how to take a certain measurement or just whatever it would be and if they they'd be struggling with that, and whenever I'd see it click for someone, it was just like yes, it, that was mm. my favorite thing. Mm. And I would go above and beyond to try and like get that uh, for them. There's you know I all right here like I'm gonna lay down. I'm your patient. You do this, you know whatever I it I whatever if somebody wasn't getting it one way, I would try every way I could to figure out to figure out a way to help them understand. And. Yeah. I don't think i i know in fact that i didn't always succeed uh i if any of them are listening now and didn't really get what you needed from me in that i'm sorry (laughs) but i i always really put in a lot of effort to try and help them understand and when they did like i said when they when it clicked best thing in the world it was just so so fulfilling so satisfying like they got it, and they're going to be better at their job in the future because of that. And, yeah. you know, I, I I was happy for them. And then selfishly, it's just cool to be like, I had an effect on that, you know. That's, yeah, sure. Is one of those sure. things. But. Hey,
1: what's fun for me here, you know, we talk about this sometimes. As sure, this, I, this I, is I'm a...
0: sure as a teacher, you don't understand that at all.
1: Well, I hope one day that I will get to watch a kid get it. <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, yeah, no, I totally understand that. Uh, I, Those of us, you know, a whole bunch of my friends are teachers and we live for those moments and we talk about them to the point where we don't talk about them anymore because, you know, you, you've done this for a couple of decades. And those moments where people get it, it brings you back in for all of the negative stuff about your job. When you have a breakthrough moment with a kid, it just that takes away 13 uh, negatives with that one positive, you know. But I, I want to say, though, we, we talk about this every now and then that this is a podcast and we're, we're Zoom meeting here and I'm, I'm watching you talk about that. And I think that was the most sincere, uh, like animated body language that I've seen you go through as you were describing that. Like when you said like somebody got it and I said yes, like he did a fist pump. You guys like he's this was very uh, passionate uh, that you were talking about this. So uh, I appreciate, uh, you know. The emotional connection you had to that experience and and how much it you liked it and how much it meant to you I I mean I know that about you a little bit and it reads through there but I just I, I enjoyed uh, bringing that a little bit more out for this um, for this podcast thing because uh, we did really kind of glance over that in in the blog and um, it's it's nice to hear you get fired up about it and and be that sincere about it. something that meant a lot to you clearly
0: Well, as far as glancing over, I glanced over a lot of things because I had a lot of ground to cover to get to where I needed to go. (laughs) Yeah, and like ten years, ten years in four paragraphs, right? That's what we're trying to do. Right. I, as as a short story long guy, which you guys have already re experienced here. uh, Yeah, that's it. Was very difficult to (laughs) like. All right, I gotta actually sum this one up somehow. Yeah, but. There we end but yeah that's
1: great let's talk about hawaii if you don't mind uh this whole thing is you're on a plane to hawaii and as far as the the blog episode is concerned we don't know what happened because you hadn't even landed yet and we're we're gonna have a some, so you know some, some of this will get filled in uh within the blog itself but you know i asked my wife we before we started this podcast i asked my wife hey, did you read Mike's entry today? And she said, yeah, I liked it. And I was like, do you have, right before I get on, do you have any immediate you know, feedback or reaction? And she said the thing she liked about it was the last line left her wanting to know what happened next. Like she liked the background story, but she was like, what happens? What happens when you get to Hawaii? You know what happens after that. And so um, without giving away things that we're going to have in a future blog, Give me a little bit of, yeah. at the end of this blog entry that you write, you're about to land in Hawaii and you're about to go hiking, Um, hit me with some stuff that happened in Hawaii that, like, what was the experience like once you landed and got started?
0: So, uh, I landed, I got there a few days before my contract actually started so I could do some exploring, which I did solid and before my apartment was ready i stayed in a well actually i think i stayed in a hostel and this was right at the height of the pandemic and hawaii was like the most strict state about pandemic restrictions and covid restrictions and everything
1: Mm, nevertheless
0: you're in a room full of people and so what happened when i landed in hawaii was i explored a little bit and then got covid (laughs) oh
1: it's you know what i'm sorry uh, like covid was a serious thing (laughs) and like we shouldn't be laughing about that because you know i know somebody who lost a loved one and um that was a very serious thing but it's it's a little funny that precautions and whatnot and immediately boom
0: right i i was i worked one day of my contract and the very next day i just was you know just feeling it and so you made so it to Paradise, my, you're ready to go exploring. Said, oh, well, and Right.
1: Everything's shut down.
0: I, I did I did a little exploring that first couple of days. But yeah, that first day was orientation. The next day I just felt off and my boss said, Oh, well, let's just go get COVID tested at lunch. So we go there's we go outside, there's a tent kind of in the back. Okay. We do the swab and everything, and they just said, Alright, well, if it's negative, you won't hear anything. If it's positive, you'll hear uh, you'll hear from us. You'll get a text message and an email uh, or call within 12 to 18 hours. And I was like, so between 1 and 7 a.m.? <laughs> right. That's efficient. this was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon that I took this test. And they said, yeah. I went, okay. So yes. sure enough, 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. I woke up to a text message. and Oh, boy. They said, check yeah. your email. Oh, jeez. So yeah. there it was. So I spent a week exploring Hawaii, and then I spent the next week just cooped up in my apartment watching Peacemaker. Oh. And I think I rewatched a little bit of The Sopranos. But, But yeah, so that's what happened when I first landed in Hawaii. Yeah. I also have to clarify something. So you suggested that I write this entry while I was on the plane to Hawaii. Okay. The thing is... As I was in the airport between connecting flights and as I was on that plane to Hawaii, all I could really think about, other than, yeah, I was excited to get to Hawaii, but as far as the job thing and as far as anything I wanted to write, all I could really think about was the experience I had just had in Green Bay, which was very oh. unexpected. And right. I, I had written a, like a Facebook post about it or whatever. I, I was very appreciative of my time there and the people that I met there so I couldn't I just couldn't get into the mindset of writing okay I'm on a plane to Hawaii also I was landing at night and it had been a long flight so I just kind of so I actually wrote this in a laundromat in Hawaii (laughs) um, a couple of weeks in so after I was clear and I had to go and do laundry the first time I sat in that laundromat Uh I had to just sit down and kill time and uh-huh. I got on my phone, and it was originally just going to be, like, taking notes about what I would write for that. Yeah. And, okay, well, if I started, I would start it with this paragraph. And I ended up just writing the whole thing right there. Okay. And I went, oh, hey, the, all right, here we go. And so I just copied and pasted it into an email and sent it to you. And you went, this is great. Uh, I wrote, I actually wrote several blog entries from that, long, that laundromat in Hawaii, <laughs> but... That's great. the uh the first, on a plane to Hawaii was actually in a laundromat in Hawaii uh if we're being literal about Oh, that it is it. that's but, some behind
1: the scenes stuff right there cuz it reads like you're on the plane <laughs> type it on your phone. Well,
0: yeah. I I still I mean the feeling was still fresh enough that I could think about okay, what's it like, you know, still in a new situation coming in here. This is sure. what I want to do. So but yeah, that was in a laundromat. That's, crazy. Uh, That's crazy. what happened the night. So I I I landed that night, got my rental car, drove to the hostel that I stayed at, and it felt like I woke up in Hawaii because I couldn't see I couldn't really see anything. You know, it was mm-hmm. just dark, and you, you see the streets and the lights and everything. Get to the hostel, check in, fall asleep, and then I wake up the next day and I look outside, and it's my first actual glance at Hawaii. Yeah. in the daylight. So it was kind of it was kind of cool. It was like I woke up in Hawaii
1: yeah that's kind of nice well you you said that you were looking forward to doing some hikes and I know that we're going to talk about that later uh, in there's another episode in the blog where it alludes to that but just give us a short uh experience as somebody who goes out of their way to enjoy doing that How, how did you enjoy hiking in Hawaii
0: oh, I loved it it was some of the best hiking I've ever been on i it's that was my favorite part i I think that was kind of the main thing I did while I was in Hawaii was hike and I mm-hmm. hiked and all I hiked across the Volcano National Park. Uh, I hiked through all sorts of jungles and mountains and it was just it was so cool. And I just I, it was it was great. But I also really enjoyed checking out each island and you know, a big part of exploring each island exploring each island was you know going on hikes there. But my schedule let me basically have three days off in a row in the middle of the week each week. So, you know, I could explore, I stayed on the big Island and I could explore there, but once a month I would fly to another Island. So January, I was in Oahu, February, I was in Maui, March, I was in Kauai. And so I got to experience each one of those islands and, you know, I had planned it out. So, all right, I've got two and a half days here. I'm going to make the absolute most of my time for those days. So yeah, as far as, adventure on travel. I mean maybe Boston would be w- would be up there. I can't think of a single place where I went on as many adventures as I did when I was in Hawaii. It was just it was it was phenomenal. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Uh you know like
1: as we talked about like being somewhat young, being new in the profession and being able to go do something like that. I mean, you're in Hawaii and you, your schedule is Hey, here's three days off in a row. I hope you can find something to do. That's kinda nice. But I do have a follow up question. Yeah. Did you ever hurt yourself on any of these hikes?
0: Yes. Yes, I did, asshole. So <laughs> Do you remember needling
1: me in, in the last Dwight. podcast episode? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, so here's that. Well, this is
1: such a setup question. <laughs> any anything bad happened yeah, to you later? I know.
0: okay. Well done. Mm-hmm. well done yeah so i mm-hmm. on my last day in Kauai, on as fate would have it the most difficult hike on Kauai, i hurt my knee mm-hmm. and i woke up that morning and it was a little tender and i thought ah, i'll push through it i know my body well enough but i just was being stubborn and so i just kept going and kept going and then we got to a point or i got to a point where you could either go one way and hike two more miles up this hill to a waterfall or you could go the other way and hike up these cliffs basically and that part you had to buy a special permit to go to and it was an 11 mile hike where if you kept going there were some parts that i probably would have hated because i'm afraid of heights okay well i went the wrong way and it's the one time in hawaii that i was hiking where I actually ended up on my own because you know, there are so many tourists and people hiking and everything. Oh, so it's pretty I busy usually. I could go usually. by myself to a place. Yeah. Yeah, there would be people at least within earshot or something or like if something happened, you know, somebody would walk by uh, pretty quickly but this was the one place where I ended up by myself with a bum knee. <laughs> oh, <God>. It's the <laughs> one place where I ended up by myself with a hurt knee. <laughs> And I just kept on going higher and higher, and I'm waiting. I'm like, I gotta, I have to be coming up on this waterfall soon. I don't even hear it. Yeah. What's going on here? So finally, thankfully, even though this is like a day or sometimes multi-day hike for people, and this was still in the morning, some girl happened to be walking, or happened to be hiking the other way, uh-huh. and I just kind of asked her, "Hey, uh, is it far to get to the waterfall?" And she just went. There's no waterfall this way.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> it clearly went
0: the wrong way. So, right. <laughs> so then I had to hike back down, and my knee's getting pretty tender at that point. Yeah. And as soon as I stepped down to the landing where I could have, oh, that's where I went the wrong way. As soon as uh, I took a step, I just, I, when I got to the bottom, that's when my knee just kind of buckled. I'm, I went, oh, ow, 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 ow. That, I knew that I'd kind of messed something up. Mm -hmm. And then I I stood there for a minute and down some Gatorade and kind of tried to wrap my knee up a little bit and said, I'm going to try anyways. So I still tried to go up the way I was supposed to go to. Oh, you tried to go back up to the waterfall? Yeah. I made it about 100 feet up that hill, maybe 150 (laughs) feet, and realized that I was going so slow that if I kept going, I wasn't going to make it home that night. Yeah, that I was gonna yeah. sleep in the jungle. You're gonna but die. I had to work the next day. You're gonna day. die. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I die, but it would be a pretty uncomfortable night.
1: Okay.
0: There's no. There aren't really any natural predators in Hawaii. Like there aren't any snakes or anything like that. Uh huh. So that was another thing about hiking. You know, the the danger is in the the earth basically. Okay. You know, just make sure you're not being stupid and obviously natural disasters. So that's always a danger but i don't have to worry about getting attacked by a bear or anything there were mountain goats but otherwise you know but yeah it would have been ugh, it wouldn't have been a good situation i had heard that they had because had, the other thing was they specifically pointed out hey there is no cell phone service up here so you might as well just put your phone on airplane oh. mode so you can take a bunch of pictures yeah that's good so that's good to know that's good to yeah. know so I hiked, the, the first part of that hike to get to the little river that you cross over to get to that landing where you can go one way or the other was a two-mile hike up and down this mountain. Okay. So I hiked on a, just a, just a screwed-up knee for two miles all the way back. And as I was starting that ascent, there were people that were just arriving to that, like that river yeah. that basically were starting their day. And I was talking to them and kind of told them, Hi, yeah, sorry, I hurt my knee. And, you know, we were just, I was just being friendly with people and they were being friendly with me. Some of those people passed me on their way back after they had (laughs) gotten to the river and gone wherever else they wanted to go (laughs) and then decided their day was over and then went back and passed me because that's how slowly I had to move up and down this mountain (laughs) because my knee hurt so much. Uh huh. Uh huh. I just barely made it back in time to get on the bus to take it, you know, to take us to where we parked our cars, which is several miles, you know, outside the park and everything. And and then just, it just so happened I was, when I was on the plane, I happened to be in the emergency, well, I actually was Southwest, so I chose my seat in the emergency aisle so I could just, like, I could stretch my knee out. And I explained to the guy next to me, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just, I, I hurt my knee. I kind of just told him what happened. And he just went, oh, do you want some ice? And he just got into the glove compartment above him, or the, the overhead compartment, just, uh-huh. like, had a big bag of ice. Was like, here. i was like, why do you have ice? Yeah, that's weird. Thank you. This is this is very convenient, but why? Yeah. I think it was a fishing thing. But it ju- uh. it just so happened that the guy sitting next to me had ice. I was like, oh, I hurt my knee. Oh, do you want some ice? It just... It, you know for, it for a guy that had just gotten hurt it worked out really well yeah. yeah yeah uh i wasn't able to work the next day because i drove to work and i thought eh, i can tough through it and by the time i got to the building i realized i i, I could barely even move so <laughs> i had to go to the er because uh, that's where they told me to go they said yeah you're not going to really here on this island, you're not going to find any doctors for a long time, so oh. you might as well go to the ER. Oh man! So yeah, they went. You know, they did whatever test they did, and uh, I don't really remember that part of it. I just remember kind of being frustrated by that. And then I have a friend who's a physical therapist. I haven't talked to for a while, but I told them what had happened. I sprained my LCL,
1: uh-huh.
0: which yeah. I didn't know was a thing. I knew yeah. about ACL and MCL, but apparently there's an LCL. Yeah. And so I told my physical therapist friend, yeah, I sprained my LCL. And she went, that's uh, that's really hard to do. <laughs> you
1: you got to try. You can't just sprain an LCL. Yeah. You have to try.
0: That's, yeah. So. Oh, that's so funny. So, I yeah, that's, that's how I got hurt, you dick.
1: Yeah. No, I bring this up because I remember you bragging a lot about being in Hawaii and Paradise and all these hikes you were going on. And I remember we were talking and you're like, "Yep, I hurt my knee. I'm sitting. I can't go anywhere because I'm stuck in Hawaii with a hurt knee." And I I just thought it just seemed like something that we should talk about. Like, I mean, if we're talking yeah, about the Hawaii. Back. Yeah, if we're talking you're about the Hawaii experience. Yes. Oh, absolutely. This is how this podcast is going to go. And I'm glad that you didn't see this coming. By the way, you were answering all the questions like, oh, yeah, Hawaii's great. I go on hikes. You didn't even see that one coming, and I'm kind of happy
0: about that. Um, now, So can I say one thing? Please do. On that note, because I remember you, you did uh, needle me about that, as you like to make fun of me for saying. But I'm going to give you some genuine credit here, though, because one of the Zoom meetings we had, which was after that, was I was pretty bummed out about that knee thing because I went from four days a week to five days a week at work so I had less time off and then I hurt my knee so I couldn't really do a whole lot for a while and I was I was pretty bummed out about it yeah and I had a zoom meeting with you where we talked a little bit about you know blog business but we were really just kind of catching up on what had happened over the last month or so sure so I I was telling you what had happened and as I was leading up to, I told you that I'd hurt my knee, and you did make fun of me about that, which is, which is fair. But I told you how I was really disappointed because I wanted to do all these things. But in that process, I had told you about a bunch of other things I did do already. And I, yeah, I hurt my knee, but leading up to hurting my knee, I had been to three different islands. I, I explored a lot of the island that I was already on i'd gone on all these hikes i'd gone on all these adventures and as i was telling you like yeah i can't really can't really do much of that anymore that was kind of where i was going with it but as i was telling you all this you went you've you've done some pretty cool stuff there and you kind of pointed out i don't even know if this was your intention but you flipped it you flipped the whole thing on me because then i went oh he's right i have done a lot of really cool stuff and i did and from that point on, I started looking for other things I could do, without really needing to hike that far. Oh, there's so many other things to do here! Like I got to go to uh, to see the, the lava, you know, the mm-hmm. actual live lava at night, right? You know, at the Volcano National Park with a friend of mine, and I got to go snorkeling to, uh, with the with the manta rays at night. and all that stuff i didn't even think about doing all that stuff because i was so obsessed with okay where's the next hike and so i still was able to have some adventures at the end because i finally got a better mindset and that was just because you and i were talking you just point, hey but yeah you've done some pretty cool stuff which wasn't even what i was trying to tell you i was just trying to you know complain about my knee and so yeah I, i have to give you some genuine credit despite the fact that you were being a dick just now well
1: hey i'll take that um any opportunity that i can look less like a bad guy
0: I'll take it now, uh, <laughs> no genuinely thank you that was
1: that was good no i i mean i'm glad uh, that's that's cool um generally no matter what situation you're in you talk to a couple of friends and they give you a perspective on it and all of a sudden you just kind of have a different look on it like that's what you know that's a good thing about talking to your people and your crew that's that's what life is like
0: Okay, I've got one more story for you. So just since you enjoyed laughing at me so much. So when I first was getting the tour of my new apartment, my new landlord was very, just very strict. And he just was giving me lectures about a lot of things that should just be common sense. Okay. And I, I didn't say anything. I just, you know, respectfully just listened. Okay, yeah, I hear you. But in my head, I was thinking, dude, come on you do not need to be telling me all this stuff. You know, he's telling me, you know, don't flush stupid shit down the toilet. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and it's that kind of thing. Come on. I'm, you know, I'm not 18. Yeah. I, yeah. I can figure this out here. So I get settled in my apartment. I take a shower and I've got my clothes just kind of in the corner. And I don't remember how or why this happened, but I'm like, I'm holding my clothes and then like, I don't remember how it happened, but it ended up flushing the toilet, and a yeah. sock fell off the top of my, like, clothes. Oh, no. And right as the water was going nope. down, just hit, tick, swirled, bam, went no, through. No. You... So I dropped it.
1: A... He <laughs> like told you not to flush hour... anything stupid down the toilet, and you flushed a sock
0: down the toilet. One hour after he told me not to. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: just, oh, my God. I just... My... I literally, I literally just eyes wide, mouth wide, How? was speechless. Oh just... god! <laughs> oh no! I... and I was immediately googling what happens if I <laughs> flush a sock down the toilet. Am I screwed here? Thankfully, it turns out that this is not uh, too uncommon of a of a of an occurrence because huh. uh, there was like a whole Reddit thread on oh no, what happened here? And a lot of people were talking about it. So really? So the consensus seemed to be, okay, if you flush again and it clogs, you're kind of screwed. Otherwise, you're probably okay. And so okay. I, I ended up being okay. Because <laughs> that, that would have been a very awkward conversation. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, remember that attitude I <laughs> silently had and you are know, telling me not to do stupid stuff? Well, I, I immediately did that. I flushed a sock down the toilet.
1: Oh, so that's no. great. Good for you. That's how you learn. I have your, I have the blog pulled up. And I'm looking at the last couple paragraphs. And it says, now, and now I'm on a plane to Hawaii. And Mike, I got to point this out. You're, you're a young man who grew up in the Chicago area in the 90s. And your last full paragraph says, Life can be very busy and very loud. There are distractions, stressors, And obstacles in everyone's lives. Do you have any clue how much that sounds like
0: the end of Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, you (laughs) pointed that out to me the other day, and I, I didn't even think about it until you pointed it out, and I went, "Wow, that's." (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sometimes you gotta look around,
1: Mike. Sometimes you gotta look around. But hey, if you're in Hawaii, you might as well take a look around. Who can blame you for that?
0: That's that right? Exactly. Well, it's true. I, yeah, that's fair. Well, hey, this is uh, this has been fun. Do you have anything else? Well, yeah,
1: I do. I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit uh, from you about what the next blog episode is going to sound like. It's mine, and it's called From Baseball to the Stage, and I'm going to stay out of it. Um, give everybody a hint about what they're going to hear on the next episode.
0: So, the next entry is From Baseball to the Stage, written by you. Yep. And... Rather than your path to your career, like I just wrote about, this is going to yep. be more about your path to your creative outlet that you've been with for a long time. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that one. So I'm looking forward to getting that one published and reading it again and sharing it with everybody else. But we both have that creative spark and that kind of that need to be creative and to perform. And so we get to hear... A little bit about your side of that
1: yeah the last episode we talked about how baseball isn't really just about games it's about what it meant to us in our lives and that one for me is well it's about how I started playing music it's about I'm gonna bring it up I, I played some basketball for a while and how important that was to me and some other things that really led me to the stage where I was ready to start being an adult and go back to Buffalo Wild Wings and go back to us catching up. And it was really kind of me saying, hey, here's how I got to the point where I was in life when I met you the first time. And so, I don't know. I think that's kind of a cool episode and I hope that people like it.
0: Yeah. And it's a nice reflection off of what I what I just wrote about, too, in a different way, but yeah yeah
1: hey so let's bring this thing home Um, we would love it if you guys left comments for us so Mike tell them where they could do that
0: well you can write a comment on the actual website 15-years-later.com that's numerical one five and hyphens 15-years-later.com you can email us at 15 years later blog at gmail.com 15 years later blog at gmail.com or you can find us on social media: Instagram, Twitter slash X, or Threads, all at fifteen years later TM. Once again, that's fifteen years later TM. Send us messages, write comments on those social media sites, email us, put a comment on the website. We would love to respond to those on our uh, on our podcast here, but we need something to respond to. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, feel free.
1: Hey, we love doing this, and we hope you guys are enjoying listening to it. And, uh, hey, thanks once again for just uh, lending us your ear for the short time that we're here together.
0: And um, have a good week. We'll talk to you guys soon. We are partnered with the SPDM Crew Podcasting Network.